Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Receivable Savvy podcast for Wednesday, November 18th, 2015. I'm Ernie Martin, founder and managing director of Receivable Savvy, where we provide research and best practice information to accounts receivable professionals. Today, we're speaking with Tom Flynn, co-founder and chief marketing officer with Levante. Welcome, Tom. Thank you. Great to be here, Ernie. Well, thank you for joining us. And uh, Tom, let's go ahead and just jump right in. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and Levante and um, the kind of work you do with organizations. Yeah, yeah, uh, certainly. And, and again, thanks um, again for having me on today's podcast. Um, I have been, um, since, since we talked about jumping on this podcast, I've been able to talk to you a couple times and really get on the Receivable Savvy website and look at a lot of the uh, messaging that you have and the things that you're really trying to promote in the space. And I think this is a uh, fantastic topic, a fantastic space to be in, and really, really excited to be taking part today. Um, regarding Levante, uh, Levante was founded in 2001. I actually co-founded this with uh, my partner, who also happens to be my brother, Joe Flynn. And just for a little bit of context, uh, we started primarily in what was understood to be the recovery audit space. Uh, Joe and I had come out of um, a lot of the, the fervor of the time, the dot-com world, and we were heavily influenced by um, a lot of new models of business, a lot of dashboarding and metrics and, and, and online uh, capacity that had not been there before. So we looked to come into this profit recovery space and start adding these types of automation and um, online capabilities that, that just were not really in practice. Right. Um, so that, that was kind of the genesis of the company. Okay. Okay. Excellent. And um, and so in terms of the, the, the seeing an opportunity and, and sort of build, building some automation solutions, um, what kinds of companies um, are you are you typically working with? And you're you're helping them to do what specifically? Yeah, well, since since 2001, we've we've worked with um, over 200 enterprises, and and I I say over 200 because working with different divisions and accounting for mergers and acquisitions and and purging of groups, um, we've worked with probably about 200 plus Fortune 1,000 companies, and then a healthy assortment of nonprofits and and um, global or international companies that may not be on that list. Um, we we really got our start in manufacturing. Maybe we've worked with 20 or 30 major manufacturers, but we've, we've branched out. We don't really specialize in a vertical. We work with top cruise lines, top rail industries, top insurance companies, um, several of the top 10 retail big box stores, healthcare organizations, etc. So we've been pretty lateral there. And um, in the last 15 years, we've developed really a two-pronged approach to the market. Um, we like to say we offer the uh, industry's leading on-demand solutions for both recovery and for supplier information management. Okay, excellent, excellent. So let's let's talk about um, supplier information management. And so you're working with um, companies on you know the the AP side, perhaps with um, uh, the treasury um, professionals and, and other professionals on that side, as as it relates to engaging with their suppliers. So. What are what are what are some of the challenges that you know specifically that they want you to 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 help them address? And then as you're addressing that, 
what are some of the things that, that you're seeing on the supplier side that's of benefit to them? Yeah, great. Well, we, you know, our, our, our first constituent that we were serving was, was the AP customer. And we came into a space where, um, like I said, we were kind of tangential to the recovery audit space, which had an interesting relationship with accounts payable where they would come in and identify transactional records, usually very manual process. Um, uh, we, we added a lot of automation to that, but um, prior to that, you'd have people coming in, reviewing records, identifying quote-unquote errors, and identifying opportunities to reclaim those errors and kind of moving on their way. And there was really no service to the AP customer. Um, our vision when we started was to not only review the transactions of the AP customer, but also arm them with tools and give them insights so that any conditions that they were living through or any uh, transactional errors that they were living through, they had a recourse to prevent those from happening in the future. And what we discovered was you really see uh, most AP groups in the Fortune 1000 run a very, very tight ship. Mm-hmm. And regardless of that, they they still suffer from transactional errors or from uh, missing opportunities. And what we came to find over just years of reaching out and communing with their supplier population is that most of the errors that occur in any enterprise has to do with how difficult it is to manage a huge partner population. And in this case, a supplier population. Right. Uh, We found time and time again, AP groups were at a a huge, huge... um, uh, maximum capacity for efficiency. They were leveraging best practices. They were bringing other groups to to look at their work, to check their work. They were um, using the the best of breed automation services. But there was still some form of transactional errors happening in their environment. When we went out and we reached reached out to the supplier population, we found out it was because suppliers were so fluid. They were constantly merging and purging, constantly changing their addresses, constantly changing their, constantly changing their contact people. And as we addressed that and went after that, we started to find that delivering a, a clean vendor file or delivering a uh, relationships between suppliers was the best value we could deliver to the AP group. Right. And that's really where we started morphing the recovery services into a vendor file management service, which ultimately turned into our supplier information management software. Right, right, excellent. Yes, and I know that uh, on the AP side, that that becomes extremely valuable information. And uh, in terms of you know gathering that data uh, from um, from the from the supplier side, uh, from a, a customer's vendor master, sort of helping them flesh out that vendor master. How, how does how does Levante do that, and how do you engage those suppliers in order to to provide that that information? Uh, to your to your client base. Yeah, th- and this is such a relevant topic right now. Um, I've I've been on a mini um, roadshow right now, a mini tour of different analysts and experts in the P2P space, in the procure-to-pay space. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the hottest topics right now is how do you get suppliers to uh, participate, to comply, uh, to engage, and. Right. For us, even dating way back, we understood that um, suppliers want to play very nice with their customers. Suppliers want to be present and accounted for. But I think sometimes the perception is that 
they are, they are not, that they're not present or they're not responding to requests or they're not taking part in um, different initiatives uh, that a customer might put forward. And what we found um, through the development of, of our product, the development of our software, um, which um, includes a huge, an enormous supplier network. We have approaching 3 million supplier connections in our network. What we found is that suppliers really want to comply. They want to be present and accounted for. And most of the reason that you don't hear from suppliers when you're running a project or when you're asking them to participate in a new uh, automation system or to whatever it is, converts to ACH from paper checks, a any initiative you have, right. is because you're not engaging them properly. Hmm. You don't know, uh, you don't have the necessary and proper information on file. You might be reaching out to the wrong division that can't affect the change you're hoping to affect. Um, maybe uh, there's been a personnel change and you're not aware of. And really our, our secret sauce or what we've developed over time is a system that learns and can understand and over time discover not only where the suppliers are at a point in time, but who is the proper person to speak to per client initiative. And if you do this correctly and you're engaging the suppliers at the right level with the right contact information, what you find is where you may have gotten 15% participation from your suppliers in the past, right. um, really suppliers want to engage at 60 and 70 and 80%. And I, I think anyone listening to this podcast, maybe <laughs> that might be uh, uh, eliciting a bit of an eye roll, but <laughs> think, think about what's in it for, uh, for the suppliers. They, this is a customer that they value the relationship with. Right. It's typically information that would benefit both sides of the equation. And um, it's just good commerce to be an attentive business partner and to answer any requests. Communicating with them properly will always elicit a very quick and um, responsive uh, reaction from the supplier. It's just that most companies don't even know where to start to communicate with their suppliers. If they did, they would see these high response rates that, that we see through our system. Right. And, and you touch on a, a very interesting point, Tom. Um, you know, it, for suppliers, um, the, the, the end result in the bottom line is always around collections and wanting to be paid um, faster, if not, if not sooner. And, um, you know, anything that can be implemented to help them achieve that goal, I, I, from my experience, at least, I think suppliers are, 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 are open to that. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Um, you know, are you talking to the correct person and are you making it easy for the supplier to do that? And it sounds like the Levante sol solution is, is helping suppliers and helping customers, the AP customers, make their suppliers uh, or help their suppliers um, provide information in a way that's easy for them to do, as opposed to, well, it's just another thing they have to do as they're trying to grow their business and make money. So it's, it yeah. sounds like it's ease of use is, is, is what I'm hearing. You're, you're spot on. And also, there's value. The, the supplier represents a company like any other. Um, they, the supplier's in a, in a um, really tenuous spot because they're coming in. They're, I always call it the dance. When we have a large enterprise customer, it's their dance. And, and service providers are trying to get into it. And, um, you know, it's probably not the healthiest way to look at it that way. You don't want to look at, you know, one business partner having the advantage over the other. But when you're, when you're asking for business, you need to represent yourself well. Um, one, one thing that, that we uh, do in our portal, and it's not just about our portal. This is just a best practice. We give the supplier tools so that they can assess themselves in the eyes of the client. I see. So they can see 
what would my risk score be in the eyes of this supplier? What would my fraud score be? What would my health and stability score be? And they're, they're fairly proprietary concepts that we've developed, but some of them are pretty straightforward and, and you could anticipate what they are. But giving the supplier tools um, to not only assess you know, how they're seen and if they're deficient, but then giving them tools so that they could address those issues and make themselves um, less, less of a risk or, or um, present a, the less of a um, perception of fraud, right. that's a huge value you're providing that supplier. Plus, they can get more uh, bigger volume of business with customer, giving them opportunities for new business, um, making them uh, exposed to new potential customers. There's a whole host of things you can do for the supplier where they're not going to just comply. They're actually going to be motivated to come in and engage at a very deep level because it's good business for them. Right, right. And that sounds like uh, just, again, ma making themselves more attractive to other customers um, by, by leveraging the tools that you provide. What supplier wouldn't be interested in that? Uh, and I would imagine that that would go a long way in helping them to, to in, engage a service like yours and make that information easily and readily available for your AP customers as well. So, yes, yeah, so there I can see certainly the benefit on, on both sides of the equation. And so for, for the supplier side, uh, you, you, you touched on, um, you know, sort of, sort of the benefit that they receive from, from engaging with a Levante and helping their customers um, have access to, to critical and important information to help them manage the relationship better. Um, what, are, what are some of the challenges? Um, like, is there one or two challenge, one or two challenges that you see on the supplier side as you're going through this process that that they face where either they may not know exactly the process that you're helping them um, to achieve with your AP customers that boy if they only knew this we could we could we could help them much mm -hmm. more readily um, so what are what are one or two challenges that you see on their side that that is worth overcoming or worth addressing yeah, that that's a great question, and um, you you said it right. But is it worth addressing? How do you how do you solve for this? I think um, suppliers um, can can be in that vulnerable position because their customers are obviously their lifeblood, and um, they they want to do right by their supplier. But let's face it, if if they're being asked to perform a task that's a burden, it's it's still a burden to them, even though they they want to comply with the customer's request. And I think. Uh, that really sets a backdrop for this phenomenon that's really coming coming into fruition now called what I say is portal fatigue. Right. Um, there's there's so many different forms and fashions of quote unquote portals in the marketplace right now. I think this is presenting a bit of a challenge. And and Levante, we're representing a company that is pushing out um, our our own uh, form of of a portal. Uh, and I say this with sort of full awareness that this is something that we're facing in the marketplace too. But one challenge is, how do you keep the supplier base um, motivated to comply um, in the in the portal environment? Do they feel like they're repeating the same steps over and over per portal, per customer? Right. Do they feel like any of this information should be readily available and shareable? Right. And that's that's one challenge. the The path to better business is definitely going to be through a a portal environment of some sort. It's definitely going to be through a network sharing information. Um, very quickly um, is, is part of the solution, but bridging the gap from um, too many portals to just the right portal is certainly going to be a challenge, not just suppliers face, but the whole market faces, and look what's at stake. 
if you're able to get the clients and suppliers, those business partners, in the same space together, call that a portal, call that an application, whatever you identify that as, you have such an opportunity to do so many more things. And a big, big trend coming down the pike now are the different um, value streams that are available in the supply chain. You see companies coming to market with really impressive and really unique tools that are just giving an enterprise uh, an opportunity to manage finances in their supply chain like were never available before. And I think that people are coming to terms with how do you, how do you perform dynamic discounting, right. or you know how do you how do you select the right card, um, how do you how do you perform the best spend analytics so that you can make better um, purchasing and sourcing decisions moving forward. And this is going to pose another challenge because there's so many options out there, and they're all very valid, but educating the suppliers quickly on what you want them to do, why you want them to do it, and that it's in their best interest. Um, set to the backdrop of asking them to do more and to move past the supplier relationship into the sort of the, the business partner and financial relationship, that's going to pose a challenge just because there's change involved in that. And sure. change management is always going to be difficult, especially on that mass scale. Yeah, yeah, ab absolutely, absolutely. And you've touched on some really um, critical uh, issues uh, facing um, your your clients on both sides, specifically you know on the supplier side too. And um, what I'd like to do is I'd like to, to continue um, diving into this on future episodes of, of our podcast. So um, are you willing to come back and, and talk about some of these things in, in more detail? Oh, Ernie, of course. Like, like I said, I have um, been really getting to know Receivable Savvy on your website and just through conversations with uh, um, you and uh, I'm, I'm both impressed with the work you're doing and, and excited to, to take part in uh, any future endeavors you want to sign me up for. I think you got a really, really good thing going, and um, I'm excited to see what's next. Oh, great. I, I appreciate you saying that, Tom. And, um, Tom, thank you for, for joining us today. And um, for our listeners, um, Tom and uh, Levante's information, contact information will be available on the page where the podcast sits. So if you want to reach out to Tom um, or Levante, you, you can do so um, using that contact info. But uh, Tom, thank you again for joining us. And, you know, we'll certainly revisit some of these topics in more detail um, in future episodes. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.